Our guest this week on Don't Look Under the Bed is a pioneer in the hotel consolidation and online travel industry. He literally revolutionized the online hotel booking process. He is the co-founder of Hotels.com and GetARoom.com. He's also president at Travel Funders Network, a unique hotel distribution network. Please welcome Bob Diener to Don't Look Under the Bed. Welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And today we are so excited to have a hospitality veteran with us today. We have Mr. Bob Diener with us. He is the president of Travel Funders Network. And you also might know him from Hotels.com. Bob, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Robin and Nikki. It's a pleasure to be on with you. And you know, travel and, and especially hospitality is just such a great industry. It's it's uh, people love to travel. I love to travel. I love the hospitality industry. Been in it a long time, and with all the disruptions that we've had over the last you know year year and a half, I, you know I've been trying to figure out okay what do we do to help save this great industry. Yeah. And so that's that's it. We came up with Travel Funders Network. So talk to us about that. What is Travel Funders Network exactly? So we put together a network of a, a lot of different unique. Um, distribution channels. For example, we have over 15 call centers with several thousand agents that are really all over, all over, uh, really all over the world. Um, we have networks of membership programs ranging from airline employees to uh, employee services of big companies to major universities, students, and professors that have credentials and many other membership type groups. That's kind of our primary means of distribution. Mm -hmm. And we put together this uh, large network that has great potential for hotels. And our, uh, our model is that we focus on a small number of hotels in the big cities. Okay. So we're focused now in cities such as New York, Chicago, Boston, Miami, Orlando, Las Vegas, uh, major West Coast markets. Okay. And what we're doing is, is that we're focusing our efforts on a small number of hotels in, in different parts of the major cities in different categories. Okay. And we're focusing our marketing efforts on those specific hotels. So what are we doing? We're incentivizing our network. So we're, we're going to the property and we're, and we're making videos of the property. We're taking videos that we have. We're taking our agents, we're training them on the properties. We're incentivizing them. So we're giving them a larger commission to sell these specific hotels. Okay. We're incentivizing our partners that are running these different distribution channels. We're incentivizing them to sell these specific properties. And so it's a way for hotel to have a lot of business pushed to them. Mm -hmm. Because wow. what, we, what we do is we see demand um, across a lot of these channels. And we see basically the categories, the cities, and the, the types of hotels that they're booking and where they're booking. And we have the ability to shift a lot of that business okay. to the hotels that we work with. So wow. we're talking to hotels that we believe have a lot of demand mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, for, our, for our, our customers and where we can shift a lot of business there. And so when we contract with a hotel, we look for 
And we look for good rates for our consumers. Uh, that makes sense. And that leaves mm -hmm. us enough margin so that we can um, pay our partners and incentivize them to push those hotels. And in return, we push a lot of business to the hotels. We do a lot of different marketing, ranging okay. from, from training our agents to placement on the site, to email marketing, to different types of training, uh, so that these hotels receive a large amount of bookings. That's our basic business model. That's so awesome. It's, that's similar to like you having, say for instance, you have a, a Marriott and you have the above property salesperson. Is that similar to what they do relative to marketing that particular brand? I mean, obviously you're not pushing a particular brand, but is it kind of like the same uh, idea to where uh, for me, I'm selling Marriott in my area? Is it kind of like the same? Well, it's, it's different because we're, foc we're focusing our efforts on a small number of properties. So, okay. you know, most travel companies, they go out and they're contracting with everybody. Okay, right? got it. There's right. a lot of contracts and the consumer comes to their websites or, or whatever their program is. And there's so many hotels. Yes, right? you of course. You go to a city like New York and there's hundreds of hotels. In mm -hmm. a, city, uh, you know, a city like Miami and they've got, every, they've got every hotel in South Beach and the other major mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. What we're doing on the other hand is we're going to a city like New York and we're taking a small number of properties. We're taking... You know, we're taking maybe two or three properties that are in Times Square that are in the four-star range. And, and brands don't really matter. So whether it's a branded hotel or an independent sure. hotel, mm -hmm. our customers are really agnostic. They're coming through these programs. They're looking for a good deal. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're picking up the phone. They're saying, I'm traveling to New York. I'm going to Times Square. I want an upscale property. And, and the agents will screen them out based on, of course, when they're going, what type of property they want. And then the agents, because they're incentivized and, they, and, and they've trained on these properties, mm -hmm. so they really know mm -hmm. the hotels well, they can tell, oh, I can offer you a really special deal at XYZ Hotel. Got it. Uh, okay. And it can, be, it can be that hotel or it can be the hotel across the street. Um, you know, from our perspective, we want to find hotels that want, you know, that want a lot of business. They want a new, a new channel of distribution. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and so what we do is we take this demand and we push it to those mm -hmm. hotels that we work with. Okay. And so, you know, maybe before they're getting a small, steady uh, in amount of bookings, but now they're getting a large amount of bookings because we're aggregating these bookings from these different channels and we're pushing it to that property. And, and, and why would the consumers book that property? Because we're doing a lot of marketing for them, right? So yeah. if front, that's what a consumer will see first. If an agent gets a call and they're going to that city, they're going to Chicago, they're going to San Francisco, and they say, I want to be in Union Square, or I want to be in, in Fisherman's Wharf, wherever it may be. Yeah. Say, well, I've got a great deal for you. I was just mm -hmm. training on this hotel, or I was just at the hotel, and it's got, uh, they can talk all about the amenities and how wonderful mm -hmm. it is. And, and, and their, uh, you know, their regular rate is X, but you're coming through a special private network um, where we can offer you a special deal at this hotel, and the rate can be X. So got it. the consumer has a great deal. Uh, we earn a commission on the hotel and the hotel is getting a good amount of incremental business that they would not have otherwise received. So that, that's basically how it works. Right. So you, so you're, you're doing the legwork and then you create the funnel that goes into these specific properties. Right. Exactly. And you know, every, every hotel is unique. So sure. we programs based on the hotel. So, you know, with most hotels, we talk to want a big marketing push. 
because if they can get the business versus somebody else, especially, you know, there's just a lot of markets now that are sitting where hotels are sitting at very low occupancy, a lot lower than it was in 2019. Yeah. You know, I mean, and we all saw what happened, right? International travel is basically dead. I know group travel is big. People, big shows are canceling. So that business is pretty much dead. So yeah. we're, you know, business travel is coming back very slowly. But we are very fortunate that we're in the leisure business. So our, our, our customers are leisure customers. They're, they're coming really for, largely from mid-America. Mm-hmm. And they want a deal. They want to get a, people are tired of being cooped up in the homes. And if we can offer yeah. them something special, they have an incentive to get up and go. And from the hotel perspective, these are very difficult customers to attract. Because mm-hmm. hotels have kind of their steady, you know, their steady flow of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have, you know, they have the companies they're currently working with. And they have different segments of business, but this is just a new, uh, this is a new, a new um, whole segment of business that they're not getting right now. And we have the ability to push that business to that hotel. And so through a big marketing push, the hotels don't have to pay for it, right? So there's no cost. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of programs out there and, and hotels are pitched every day. Hey, come join this program or come join this, this marketing push and you'll get X, but they have to pay for it up front, right? So. Our program, you're not paying anything up front. Yes, you're, sure. you're, you're putting a really good rate in the program to incentivize the consumer, but the hotel can vary. It, it's a dynamic program. So hotel can vary the rate based upon the demand. So when a hotel sees more demand, they can raise our rate. Um, so the consumer ends up paying more, as long as they're still getting a relatively the same kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So if they're getting, you know, say, X percent off today, it gets busy, so they're paying much more, but it's still a good percentage to what, say, the you know, the the bar rate is, for example. Still a discount. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it looks like you all have done a lot of research and you actually have a customer profile that you're targeting. Is that right? So we do. So we have, you know, we can see, we can see into demand for major destinations. So we see the demand we're getting right now. We see our historical demand and we see the demand, you know, not necessarily for that particular hotel, but for that um, category of hotel. In that part of the city. So, you know, again, if, you know, if we're in Miami and we've got a consumer that wants, you know, say a, a mid-range hotel and they want to be in the South Beach district. So we can look at all the demand that we see through our channels and what book there in 2019, what book there year to date, what we project will book over the next, uh, you know, for the next period. And we'll estimate how much demand we can push to that hotel based on, based on the data that we see. So we're very data driven. There's yes. nothing like that. Right. I mean, the, the tools get better every day, as you, as you both know, being in the industry. Absolutely. With, uh, you know, with hotel groups, every day our data gets better. Our ability to manipulate the data gets better. So we look at the data. And from the data, we have a good idea of what we can push and what we can sell. And so that's what we offer the property. And we also give the property an idea of what would it take to get that consumer. And so the property can make the decision, okay, this is, this is great for me. Um, and uh, there's really, again, there's really no downside for the property, mm-hmm. uh, especially you know, a few people are full right now. So there's, there's not much downside for the property. And even when they're busy, they still, you know, it's kind of year round business. So you may have several periods where it's really slow when you're getting the business and maybe a little busier they're getting the business, but they're getting a higher rate when it's busy. Wow, so it's that's of, awesome. It's, that's kind of no, it's kind of a no downside for the, we, we try to structure this so that it's, it's a very simple program. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just, we're doing a lot of marketing. We're pushing a lot of business to a small number of properties. 
And it's, it's a great way for, you know, hotels love, the, hotels love the program because it's a different channel and it's, it's a way to get them in without, without you know, a lot of upfront costs. Yeah. And, and it's also, mm-hmm. you know, I talked a little bit about this, you know, our, 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 our customer base, the leisure type of customer is difficult to attract. It's just very difficult to attract. So if we can get them in one of these, say, private networks where they're participating based on their, their affiliate, based on the company they're affiliated with, and it might be employee services or based upon, you know, someone that's an employee of a certain organization or someone mm-hmm. that has credentials mm-hmm. to be able to access, you know, a membership type program. So you're getting a type of consumer that is, you know, is looking for value um, and they're very tough to attract. Yeah. Because it just takes a lot of, you know, a lot of television ads and right, right. that's expensive. So, so, you know, we can do that because um, we have the demand already. So we don't have, you know, we don't have to, you know, we don't do, uh, you know, we do, so we're not doing advertising on television. We're doing it totally differently. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're not doing any traditional advertising. We're doing marketing to our yeah. channels mm-hmm. that of existing demand. And what we're doing is we're pushing that demand to these particular properties. And so how does the customer find you? Is it through their exclusive uh, membership or how does that work? Right, so we're all B2B. Okay. Um, so we don't deal directly with the consumer. We're dealing with, the, we're dealing with the hotels and then we're dealing with our distribution network. Now, okay. now one thing is that we have a very tight control over where the rates are. So yes. we're extremely careful that any rate that's below the published rate will never be seen by mm. the public. Yeah. Um, so we're very, very sensitive to that because we understand hotels are concerned about you know, if I have, uh, you know, if I have a rate that's less than the published rate, I need to make sure that it's protected. And so we're mm-hmm. we're extremely careful to make sure that the distribution is only on networks that are totally protected and totally fenced off, so yeah. nobody just coming publicly surfing a site can see these rates. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, if, and if a rate is ever public, it's always at whatever the hotel's officially published bar rate is. So you know, being right. as long as a, you know, as long as a, um, you know, I've been in the industry and uh, everyone that's associated with Travel Funders Network really understands the industry and understands distribution, mm-hmm. and we have the ability because we tightly control these distribution networks, we have the ability to uh, to know exactly where they're going and to making sure that the hotels are protected. So that there's rate integrity. Okay. Wow, that's that is so interesting. And, and, and I'm I just mean, I'm thinking about the science behind it in mm-hmm. my head. I'm going, Ooh, okay, yeah, get it. Wow. All right. That's a lot. That's, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot in the background. There's a lot of technology in the background. Yes. Getting all this data, watching the demand, assessing the demand. There's a lot going on back there. But you know, in a nutshell, we're just we're taking an existing funnel of business mm-hmm. and instead of it going to say 500 hotels in a city, it's going to 10 or 15. Yeah. All that business. Now we can't shift everyone, but we can shift a good percentage of them. Right. Because most of our consumers are, are, are pretty much, you know, hotel name agnostic. If they know that the quality is there mm-hmm. and we have, uh, we have the quality ratings, we have customer reviews, so we can give the um, ultimate consumer a lot of information about that property, so they can judge that hey, this this property is the same as as 
as that flag across the street or that independent mm -hmm. down the block. And yeah. so make a choice. You've got three properties. One's 10% less, and they're basically right, you know, within a block of each other. Um, which one do you want to book? So most consumers yeah, right. are a better deal. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that that really just the science. It's yeah. like, wow. That's, that's such a great industry. It's um, awesome. It, it, it really it really is. I think about how, you know, before there was like revenue management, you threw a dart and you picked a rate and that was it. You went on about your business, you know, and then now you have all this, well, what's going on in this, you know, and what's happening here and let's consider this. And, you know, what were we doing five minutes ago? And then boom, here's the, you know, now this is what we're doing. It's, it's just the way our industry evolves. Yeah. I mean, you, you can pretty much pinpoint based on what you're telling us about travel funders, you can pretty much narrow down exactly what a person is looking for and sell it to them the way they want to buy it. Exactly. And yeah, that's incredible. What we're, what we're doing is we're, 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 we're influencing their decision mm -hmm. by, give, by giving them incentives, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like you had three, you know, you've got three, uh, three different properties right in front of you. Which one do you go to, right? You're driving down, you're driving down and uh, you're going to a destination and you see three properties. They're all beautiful. They look the same. But one of them is going to be, you know, one of them is 120, one of them is, you know, 119, and one of them's 99. And the only difference is that on the 99 one, we have a contract with them, and we're pushing a lot of business there. And they're, and the one at $99, maybe they're, uh, you know, 90%, and the others may be at 60%, because mm -hmm. we're pushing all this business there. Yeah. They're often, the, it's not, it's not only the, you know, part of it is the, um, Part of it is the the, the value uh, you know, and the price, but it's also uh, a lot more about the property. So it's it's talking up the property one verbally because we've got uh, so many different call centers and the ability to to do that, and we can upsell so we can sell um, more expensive room types mm -hmm. by convincing the consumer that that they're going to get a suite or they're going to get a better view, and and offering and and selling them on the property based on other amenities of the property. Yeah. What is on the grounds? Maybe there's a great pool. Maybe there's great restaurants. Maybe there's other entertainment in the hotel. You know, hotels have a lot more to offer than just the rooms. So, sure. but it's very difficult to get that to the consumer, uh, especially when you're dealing with thousands and thousands of properties. But when you're yeah. dealing with a small number of properties, then you can, we can really take all our marketing expertise and we can funnel it to the hotels that we're working with. And we can really sell those properties on all the great uh, amenities and all the great things that those properties have to offer mm -hmm. and push the, the particular properties we're working with versus just say, Hey, we've got 20 or 50 properties and this one here, this one's here, this one's here. You know, which one do you want? We can really steer the customer to the property. To the right direction. Like you said, influence it. their decision. So we can help influence it. Yeah. I mean, ultimately the consumer mm -hmm. makes the decision, right? Right. It's, yeah. right. it's all about the yeah. consumer. Um, yeah. But we can empower them and we can give them more information. Mm -hmm. And obviously it's, it's easiest for us to do it in the call center, but we can also do it online through a lot of different mm -hmm. tools online. We can push the specific property. Yeah. I like the online. idea of the upsell as well, you know, like having the Central Park view or, um, you know, upgrading to the suite if they have a special event or something like that. So that's 
again, more forward thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where, you know, hotels can really offer value because mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times you go to look at a property and their, and their rate structure and the, you know, the nicer room, the more upscale room types can be very expensive. Right. And a lot of times the occupancy there is low. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity to um, still get more revenue than they would have received for the, for the base room type, um, offer the consumer really good value and upsell them. To a, to a much nicer room or nicer suite um, that costs a little more, but gives the consumers just a much better value overall. Yeah. Makes it accessible. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So we talked about uh, analyzing data and technology. Take us back to founding hotels.com when you didn't have any of that. I mean, what what a time, what a moment for you. Uh, I believe the story goes, you and David were like sitting on a beach in Belize or something like that, <laughs> coming up with an idea, coming up That's with the exactly next new happened. idea. <laughs> so Dave Woodman and I, we actually, you know, we were in the airline business um, and we got, we got bored, we sold that company, we were bored. We were sitting around the beach in our in our flip flops, and we decided, well, what, let's go scuba diving in Belize. It's a great destination. Yeah. And let's figure out what we're going to do next. And that was back in 1991. So the state of the hotel industry was similar to what it is right now, where you know we didn't have a pandemic, but there were other issues, there were economic issues, mm -hmm. and, and and occupancy was at a relatively low level. So, you know, hotels were looking for new ways to distribute. Um, the consumers were looking for good values. And so we came up with the concept, it was called Hotel Reservations Network at the time. And basically what we were doing, we were aggregating uh, a lot of information about hotels. Mm -hmm. And we were uh, really working with hotels, trying to convince them to offer the consumer something special, something unique. And in 1995, a guy by the name of Dave Ray banged on my door and he says he's got something called the internet, which almost <laughs> nobody heard of at the time. I said, what? Who? Bob, I gotta show this to you. It's the best thing since sliced bread. So he came in and he was in the gaming business and he was showing us how he was doing these uh, gaming sites and he says, I can do this for hotels. How would you like to sell hotels to consumers in South Africa, in Europe, in, uh, in Singapore and other areas all over the world? And you don't even need an office there. I said, Dan, that sounds great. Let's do speculative. He says, I'm going to make you a deal. He says, I'll build the site for you. Wow. And you just pay me a 10% commission. So we shook hands and that was the deal. And the first website was called hoteldiscount.com. It was one of the first um, commerce sites on the web. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it launched, it was 6% of our business. Wow. Within about a year, it became about 20% of our business. And almost nobody was, um, you know, had a website at the time. Mm -hmm. So we started building websites for hotels and we started an affiliate program or we built sites for other companies and it just grew and grew and grew. Um, and eventually 
this, this was many years later, we decided to launch the consumer brand that you know today as, as, as Hotels.com. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I'm interested to know, what is that, con- what is that conversation when you approach a hotel back, back then to, to pitch this idea to, uh, to be a part of this? Well, so I, I would call hotels. I, I used to do the hotel contracting myself. So oh, I would okay. And I would literally walk from hotel to hotel mm-hmm. um, all day long. And I went from city to city. And our, our pitch basically was, is that we'll build a website for your hotel. And this was a new, um, a new channel distribution. So what we're looking for is the hotel to offer a special rate in this channel. Now it's the opposite of what it is today. Yes. Like today, it's a mainstream channel. And so, uh, you know, hotels want to ensure that they have you know, rate parity across the board because uh, everybody can see it. But at the time when we started, very few people were online. And so this was, uh, this was kind of the unique channel. So on this particular channel, uh, you know, hotels were uh, very, um, very anxious to sell on this channel because it was so new and so few people had access to it. And so they had no issue putting on special rates. And so when you went online, you got a better rate. And today you go online and you're basically getting the, whatever the bar internet rate is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. right. So it's a whole different ball game. Um, but at the time it was just the opposite. And, and the hotels really looked at it and, and a lot of hotels used to tell Bob, you're minor from heaven. this is great i'm getting all these bookings and they're coming from all these strange places they never heard of yeah places all all over the far east that they never heard of before and it was you know it was bookings were so slow i would sit there and it was you know the internet when we started was not interactive oh no So, so you couldn't just go in and book you would it would be via email you request uh you request a reservation You'd get back to you with the price. You'd say, yes, I want it. We would confirm it. It would get a credit card. It could take two or three days to get oh, one. snail mail. Wow. <laughs> wow. Excitement of uh, sitting in our Dallas, Texas office and someone from Paris books a reservation with us. Oh, goodness. Seen, yeah. Right. I mean, it was just so exciting at the time. That's great. That's wow. I mean, you, you look at the evolution of mm-hmm. hospitality and I mean, that's like people had to look at you and, and think, look, what is this thing? What, How do inter- you know? <laughs> right. What is there someone in there? Can they see me? Like, I'm just imagining those conversations and, and what that look, you know, and computers, how large computers were. And that's like a whole, just a whole different time. Yeah. So, you know, I'm always thinking about what can we offer hotels that's different, that's unique, Mm -hmm. find different ways to sell, Um, find different ways to promote the hotel. But what we like most are unique channels, unique channels that, number one, are very difficult for a hotel to access. And number two, um, that are not part of their mainstream distribution. Uh, You know, number three, that have have with the type of customer they can distribute in um, kind of a platform that's totally hidden. You know, we love incentive programs, for example. 
Mm -hmm. Incentive program is where, say you're redeeming a hotel on your credit card. So no one ever sees a price, you see points. Right, correct. So hotel can flex kind of what rate are they putting into that program because the program pays for the room, not really the consumer. Mm -hmm. So that's just one example uh, of a creative way to move, uh, to be able to move a lot of business for a hotel without impacting kind of their, their mainstream program. So that's really our focus. We want to bring offerings, programs to a hotel that can give them incremental business, the business mm -hmm. they're not getting today, that doesn't impact their mainstream distribution. Yeah. That's really our main focus. Yeah. So if we can bring a hotel new business and it doesn't impact all the regular business and we can protect their rate integrity so they can offer what they're offering in the public marketplace, we don't want to impact that. Yeah. Um, but we want to bring them this market of consumers that's anxious to buy and that are out there spending money at other properties. We want to give them an opportunity to sell in that channel. And on top of that, <laughs> We want to market and really market that property within these channels okay. because there are some great private networks that are out there, but they're flooded with information. Yeah. <laughs> and they right. have so many properties, right. they don't know what to choose. And so, you know, people come in, you know, when I look at the stats, how many, you wouldn't believe how many times people come to a site uh, shopping for a hotel before they make a decision. Mm -hmm. So we want to make that decision easy. We want to make that decision easy because if a consumer right away sees this is a real value, um, sometimes we put time pressure on it. Sometimes it'll be a limited number of rooms. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's all kinds of ways. Yeah. Sometimes so that's what you would say would set that. That's what sets you apart from some of the others. Um, you know what your competitors would do. Um, yeah. What I would really say in a nutshell is that. We're offering, we have a unique offering. We're working with a limited set of properties. Mm -hmm. We're offering them a tremendous amount of marketing and we're pushing our demand to those limited number of properties. Yeah, right. So that's very different than their typical offering, which is I'm gonna join one of thousands in a program. Yeah, yeah. So would you call yourself a serial entrepreneur? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's a, that's a great, that's a great name. So <laughs> I'm, de I'm definitely an entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, I've, I've uh, started and, and managed many businesses and I love doing, I love creating new businesses, but uh, that's a great thing about, about the country we live in. Yeah. Uh, you can take an idea from scratch and it, it's, it's mostly in the execution, of course. Sure. Yes. Uh, but if you have a great idea and uh, you know, you can prove your concept and it's a good value and you can give, you know, it's, it's giving the consumer has to have value, the vendor, the supplier, the hotel has to have value. Um, so you have to, you have to make sure you have the right ingredients for that. Um, you can put together and you can really, it's, it's amazing what can be done. I mean, we did it with, uh, we did it with hotels.com. We did it with um, get a room. And we're doing it with Travel Funders Network, but you have to have a real value proposition. Mm -hmm. You have to have something unique. And if you can bring, if you can bring a travel vendor something unique and different that offers them real value, um, they'll jump all over it because it makes sense. And this, this makes sense. The timing is right. 
uh, you know, who knows how long we're going to be in this COVID type of situation. And we sure. are better right now. It may be worse in two weeks or three weeks. Right? I mean, we don't know. But what we do know is through this whole pandemic, the one segment that continued to travel was the, the leisure consumer in the US. They kept traveling. Maybe it was in lower numbers, maybe they traveled to different places, but those are the people that are continuing to travel even when demand was the weakest. And so we're focusing on that traveler. We're, we've got our networks that are, uh, that are uh, working with those consumers that are, that are it's, it's primarily in the US, it's very, uh, it's, it's all leisure, it's primarily mid-range. It's mostly kind of two to four stars, kind of the range of the properties mm -hmm. that they're really booking. And they're a value-conscious consumer, and they want to go and offer them a good deal, and they'll take it. And so that's what we're trying to take advantage of that and try to aggregate the demand, right, again, to limit a number of properties so that it's a meaningful amount of business for those properties. Yeah. So as we close, Bob, when you're not out here changing the world, what do you like to do? Where do you like to go? Well, I love to travel. And, uh, and I've been traveling mostly throughout the U.S., but okay. there's, you know, the, la the last year and a half has been such a great opportunity to explore mm -hmm. the outdoors. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm, an, I, I'm, an av I'm an avid kite surfer. Oh, so I like to find wow. beaches where I can kite surf in. Um, and I'm an avid tri triathlete, so I love to find places where I can find a race. Oh, nice. Sometimes, sometimes it's triathlon, sometimes it's a marathon, sometimes it's a swim race. Whatever I can find, I love to go and travel there and see a new area. Uh, and cool. uh, it's, been, it's been a great opportunity to uh, do it, um, mm -hmm. especially uh, over, the, over the last year and a half. I've explored so many new areas that I've never you know, really thought about going to before. I was so focused on... I'm so focused on the big cities and so focused on yeah. kind of the destinations that, that I'm always traveling to. But in the last year and a half, I'm going to so many new destinations and looking at uh, even the big cities, I'm looking at all the areas around those cities, mm -hmm. how much there is to do. Yeah. The last time I went to New York, I spent a lot of time in Brooklyn. I was oh, yeah. Really cool. Brooklyn. What a fun place. Beautiful. Yes. And you have yes. that in a lot of cities. You have a lot of just different neighborhoods. I mm -hmm. love just exploring new areas all the time mm -hmm. and we have such a uh, and so i know a lot of people still are, don't want to go outside the country but there's so much to explore in this country there and is within the places that we're used to going to there's so much more to do and to see in those destinations mm -hmm. i love it very nice um let me see as we wrap um what's like your message, your sage advice for those entrepreneurs out there that think they have like the biggest thing? I mean, one of those things that you wish you would have known back then um, to keep them from making a mistake, like as they pursue their, as they pursue their dreams. Well, you know, one thing is you really have to watch your bottom line. So, so most, you know, most businesses fail because the bottom line got out of control. And a lot of businesses, they just focused on top line growth, which I mean, mm -hmm. I love growth. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm in a growth business and I've always loved growth businesses. 
but you have to be, you have to watch your bottom line. So I'm what's called, you said serial entrepreneur. I'd call myself more of a conservative entrepreneur. Okay. So I try to be careful. So part of what I like to do is I like to, I like to test the model first. So before we launched Travel Funders Network, I spoke to a lot of hoteliers. I went to a lot of lunches and a lot of phone calls because I wanted to get their feedback first. Uh, and it was very, very helpful because different hoteliers had different perspectives. And depending on what city they're in, their perspective was often very different. But they gave me a lot of great ideas mm -hmm. implemented as we launched the Travel Funders Network. So you need to vet your concept. Um, you know, we all, regardless of how much experience someone has, listen to suggestions from other experts. Take the opinions of others. And I would say probably the most important thing is to listen. Because I find a lot of people don't listen. And this is one thing I've done in all my businesses. Um, I've solicited suggestions, number one, from my employees. Uh, your employees are your best source of great ideas. Some employees are you know, kind of afraid to say anything. So we've had uh, you know, anonymous suggestion boxes. Okay. Uh, also, customers love to provide advice and suggestions. And you know, at, uh, at the various companies I've been involved with, we receive so much customer feedback. Many companies don't look at it. I like to look at all that feedback mm -hmm. and to see what are customers saying. Right. Yeah. What's the feedback? Now, I want to hear from hoteliers. What do they think about this program? Yeah. How would they do it differently? Right. Um, I want them to understand what we're offering uh, and, and hear their feedback. Yeah. And based on the feedback, you have to, as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to adjust. You have to adapt and adjust because whatever business plan you put together at the beginning, it's not going to go exactly. <laughs> so uh, the road to success in a business is a circumcutous path. It's going to go, it's going to take some bumps. It's going to take some, sometimes some circles. It's going to, it's going to um, take some changes, but that's just, that's just part of being an entrepreneur and part of running a business. But you have to take the feedback. You have to be willing to listen. You have mm -hmm. to be willing to have, uh, and, and I love having a business partner Dave, we've been business partners now for over 30 years. Um, and I love it when he tears apart our idea and I tear apart his idea uh, or his suggestions. And because it's, it's that type of feedback and I, I love all, all my executives, I always solicit their feedback and tell them to be open and honest, right? Because I'd I, I rather have the person that, that always wants to debate or, or, or show the negative side. Mm -hmm. Versus the person that just is the yes person. The yes person, yeah. But I want sure. to hear the other side. I may not agree with it, but I want to hear it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so solicit that feedback and listen. Listen to your customers, listen to your partners, listen to your suppliers, um, because they have a lot to say because they know the business as well. And especially consumers, because they're the ultimate user of the product. They're staying at the hotel. Mm -hmm. so, so I love to hear what consumers have to say. And, it's, and, and there's different ways to collate the information, to prepare it into reports, but it's very important to have that feedback at really all stages of the business. Yeah. Bob Diener, thank you so much for joining us today. Wow. Yes. Appreciate you. Thank you. Wow. That's all Great I advice. can say. <laughs> I know. I know. I love it. Wow. <laughs> We thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. 
You can continue to support the show by subscribing and sharing. Hospitality, that's our business.